Ahoy hoy all you podcats, welcome to Friends Till The End, your one-stop shop for all things friends, as we run down the classic sitcom, one episode at a time, in podcast form. I'm Michael, joined as always by Elizabeth. Hi Elizabeth, how you doing? I'm well, Michael, how are you? I'm doing alright. Good. We've got a, a snowy day outside. It's a blustery snowy day, the first snow of the season. It's not blustery. When I think of snow, I think of bluster. I don't think you know what blustering means, do you? Winnie the Pooh knows. Yeah, it's a windy, windy day. Yeah, but there can be wind and snow. There's no wind out there. I know, but I just wanted to say it. All right. It's beautiful out. It's the first snow of this year. Well, the new winter season. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's not even winter yet. Not until the 21st of December. Oh, it's winter. No, it's not. It's still fall. Fall gets a bad rap. And everything's quiet and pretty, and it's nice to look at it. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Good. All right. Uh, an ideal setting. We live in a part of the world where we get all four seasons, and that's nice. Yes, it is. Are we here to talk about the weather, or are we here to talk about friends, Michael? I guess we're here to talk about friends. Okay, because I can keep going. Nah, that's all right. Let's all right. just jump right into it. Season three, still. When's it going to end? We're very close. Two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episode 22, the one with the screamer. Good episode, right? Yeah, it was good. I liked it. You enjoyed it? Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff to talk about. Totally. Got a lot to say? Yes. All right. Well, let's get to it. Okay. April 24th, 1997, this episode first debuted. Mm-hmm. To an audience of how many do you think, Elizabeth? Last episode, we didn't even play this game, but the one with the chicken and the duck got 23.2 million viewers. So what do you what do you reckon we're at with the one with the screamer? 24.6. 24.6. I'll say 25.1. Okay. And the correct answer is 22.6. Ooh, they went down. They went down. Yikes. People just want Ross and Rachel to get back together. I know. Do you think that's what it is? Mm, I don't know. Maybe there's more shows popping up right now that people are... I don't know what time Will and Grace was out, but wasn't that a really popular one? Yeah, I think so that before came that out. time? No, I think a little later. Oh, after? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But they would have been on the same lineup. Like, it was the same network. Mm, okay. I don't know what's going on in the world of... You know, people... Maybe people are outside playing. Instead of glued to their phones and their television sets, well, they Michael. Don't, they don't have cell phones, really, in 1997. Oh, that's true. To their room-sized computers. Mm-hmm. Possibly. So we open in Monica and Rachel's apartment... Phoebe is on the telephone. She's on hold. The warranty on her own phone is about to expire or something. So she's trying to renew it or something. Yeah, there's a problem with it. It was, wasn't working. Like her house she's still under Yeah, because they didn't have cell phones, right. So it was still under warranty. So she was calling to make sure she can get a free one cent because it is under the two-year warranty. I got so confused. I thought we'd already had this storyline where Phoebe is on hold for the whole episode. I thought it happened in the one where no one's ready, but uh, Mm. I guess not because there was stuff with the phone. That was when Monica was, like, leaving messages on Richard's voicemail. I mean, you're asking the wrong person, Michael, if you're not trying to remember something from a past episode. That's true. You don't really remember things, do you? No. Okay, so Phoebe's on hold. Monica... (laughs) I just have in my notes. Again, we watched this last night because my computer was acting up. So it's going to be another one where I'm not super sure on the details. But my next note was um, Flimbies. Do you know what I'm talking about with Flimbies? 
Nope. Monica or Rachel was like, oh, my dad was going to call. And she's like, oh, yeah, I took a message. He said, give him a call. He's at Flimby's. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then Monica or Rachel was like, what's Flimby's? Phoebe was like, that's the name I give a place that I can't remember the name of. Yes. Very funny. Yeah, it was good. Good stuff. Phoebe's awesome. Yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, everyone's getting ready. It's opening night. Yeah, Joy's it's play. Night. Or it's at least the night they're going to see it. I don't oh, know if it's opening. I think they'd go opening night. Because wait- they get the reviews in later on as well. That's true. That's I it, true. I think it's opening open- night. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. It makes it even more exciting. Is your heart all a flutter? Were it, you excited for him? So excited, but never go to a show opening night. Why? I don't know. I mean, the energy is good, but so much yeah, is, is going to go wrong on opening isn't night. Isn't that when your enthusiasm, like, carries you through? Like, the adrenaline, By the yeah. time you get to, like, the third or fourth, everyone's just like, oh, this shit again. All no. right, let's just... The magic's still there. Plow through Because it's this. a new audience Blah. every time, and they give you something that the past audience couldn't, that the next one won't. You know? No, I don't know. Oh, well. I know. You know. And it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I suppose they're not getting... Right. Falling into the trap. They're not getting ready for Joey's play, but Joey's play is coming up. He comes in, and he's like, how many tickets do y'all need? I guess it's that night, but they're not quite getting ready yet. <laughs> We're a mess. So it's like, oh, who, who, how many tickets does everyone need? Uh, Monica needs two because she's bringing her new boyfriend, Pete Becker. Mm. Old handsome John Favreau. So handsome. Um, Phoebe's bringing one. Chandler's bringing one. But Ross is like, oh, I need two, actually. Uh, he's bringing a date. And he's like, I hope it won't be too weird for anyone. And like... <laughs> it's such a stupid thing because he's like I hope it won't be too weird for anyone and it's like oh that's nice he's trying to like not just come out and like put Rachel on blast but then immediately he just goes Rachel yeah. and it's like for fuck's sake mate why bother then I don't even know if he needed to say I hope it's not going to be weird for anyone I just no. feel like I, I'm just getting to I'm, I am bringing someone if he was worried about it he would have like pulled Rachel aside and been like oh I'm, I'm bringing someone tonight or he would have just left it alone right and he's clearly not because he didn't discuss with her yeah. so so rachel is like i don't know if it's jealous but she's like caught off guard and she's like oh yeah i'm bringing a plus one too and joey's like but you said you only needed one ticket and he was like me <laughs> plus one which was very funny i'm surprised that joe even caught on to that joey's like, like okay well did anyone else mean them plus one <laughs> good stuff joey um so then ross leaves and Rachel's like, oh, shit, I need to find a date. Well, she's going to cobble together in a couple of hours. She's got to go to her little black box. Yeah. Uh, sorry, theater. Yeah. Theater, theater. She's got to go to her little... She's got to go to her little black book and see who can she... <laughs> Fuck, let me this over. She's got to go to her little black book and see who she can scrounge up. Who indeed. And what, what a name she she digs out. But we'll get to that all in good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode then opens... Properly with the Rembrandts, I set myself a fun little game where if I could go and pour myself a drink while the opening credits were going. And you did. I did. But it wasn't that hard. It's not like you had to open a bottle of wine. I had to like run through to the next room. I had to find a glass. We didn't have any clean glasses. I had to scrabble. It was it was close. It was a close call. Yeah, and then you left just a drop of wine in for the next sorry sap that wants to get some wine. It's like, oh good, a bottle of wine. Oh. I know how much you love it when I do that. I love it. Okay, the episode opens. Phoebe is still on hold. Uh, what's going on? She puts the phone down for a minute because she's trying to get ready for the play and she gets lost inside her sweater. Oh my god, it was so funny. She's like putting, Monica's like, oh, here, you can wear the sweater. She's like, yeah, thanks. She puts it on and <laughs> her head, her, her head, I want to say it, I want to say it. 
her head goes into the sleeve and she's like help i'm scared so good it's, it's so it's, good it's good it's a very phoebe moment but it's it's very good because then she thinks oh and i'm here i'm here don't go anywhere don't go anywhere and just when she was like i'm scared mm-hmm. god she's great monica then introduces her to the speakerphone yes so that solves that problem Chandler comes in with the chick and the duck. Yeah. Yeah. Pleased to see them again. Yeah. yeah. They're great. It's just better. Do you, do you like the chick and the duck better than Marcel? Of course. Now, why are you not? You were very concerned with Marcel that he wasn't happy and that he shouldn't be living there. But you could argue that a New York apartment is maybe even a less yeah. suitable living conditions for a little chick chick and a, and a duck. No, because I feel like they have enough room to wander around in between the two apartments. They have that little, you know, they can fill up their bathtub to swim in. Maybe they take them down other places to swim. I don't know. But the chick is so little still. It doesn't need a, a lot. But the monkey, like, no, it needs things to climb and swing and preen. Like, it would be lonely, too. The chick and the duck have each other, but Marcel is all by himself. <laughs> you think the chick and the duck are friends? Of course. I don't think a duck would like a chick. Michael. Okay, sorry. Of course they're friends. Of course. Sorry. He brings them in and he's just like, you can't bring a chick and a duck to a play, right? And they're like, no, of course not, you dumbass. And he's just like, no, I know. I just wanted them to hear it. Oh. Very funny. The chick hasn't grown at all. How many chicks do you think they went through? No, I don't know. How quick do chicks normally grow? Quickly. You know, like you have a kitten and then one day later it's a full-fledged cat? No. I feel like chicks are that way. Okay. Well... I mean, realistically, it's only been, they've only had it like a week. Oh my god, I want one. <laughs> you can't have one. I, I'd prefer a duck, though. Would you? Mm-hmm. Like a baby, like a mallard or like one of these like white ducks? Probably a white duck. Okay. I think I prefer a mallard. Well, we need to get two. I guess so. So they'd be friends. Well, of course. Yeah. You get one and I'll get one and okay. then they'll be friends. All right. We'll okay. do it. Great. They're about to leave for the play. Phoebe's like... Okay, I'm just going to hang up, fuck this. And then, like, the voicemail, like, the robot message on the other end of the phone changes from, you know, thanks for waiting to, you're next in line. So she's like, ah, damn it. So she hangs on a little longer. Now, it's my impression that I think at the beginning she said, my warranty is good for two years and this is the last day of it or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Okay, I just want to, I'll come back to that. She doesn't want it to expire. Right, all right. We're then at opening night. Rachel and Ross are the first people to arrive with their prospective dates. Ross is um, dating just a nobody, just some sort of blank canvas of a glamorously dressed woman. Not important. But Rachel, Rachel, bloody hell, with only a few hours on the clock, she's bloody well found herself an A-list comedy star from the tinsel town of Hollywood. Ben Stiller. Freaking Ben Stiller. Were you surprised to see old Benny Ben? Yeah, I do not think Ben Stiller would have a minor or large i don't know part in freaking friends yeah he looks so young yeah i think this is before he's really hit the big time 97 i think is the year that there's something about mary came out which was really his 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 breakout role i really like ben stiller i like almost everything i've seen him in yeah he can be pretty good yeah i don't know he just it seems very natural to me yeah i think really the only thing he would have been in up until this point that people would recognize him is uh, happy gilmore he has a small part in happy gilmore oh, okay have you seen that no i haven't He's i haven't great. seen some something about mary there's something about yeah mary. no i haven't seen you oh, haven't seen that oh wait is he like uh, supposed to be like a high school kid in that 
like in the first part taking her on a date to the prom or... yeah yeah but that's okay. just like the opening of the movie oh, okay I then just it's remember him as a grown-up she gets sperm that. in her hair oh my god yeah yeah Ew. it's a good movie i think so. i i probably turned it off after that part and i was like oh and he gets his senseless. um he zips up his his penis mm-hmm. all the way up yeah, yeah i was just like Ugh. it's pretty bad this is like it's pretty bad not another teen movie bad yeah so i mean this is april so I, that film probably isn't out just yet so he's not quite he's not the name that he goes on to become anyway but right. he's he's good in this he is he's yeah. very good mm-hmm. in this so like they rachel goes to the bathroom and ross's date goes with her or something like that so it leaves ross and ross and ben stiller all alone do we get his name i'm sure we do but i didn't oh, write it gosh. down is it jerry um god i don't remember but i remember them saying Paul? it john I, I tom know. larry any of those yes we'll just call him ben which is confusing because ross had, supposedly has a child called ben. he doesn't we, <laughs> i don't know what that, that was, was just all a dream <laughs> um so ross is like oh this is awkward and he's like why is it awkward and he goes oh because you know rachel and i used to date and he's like oh i didn't know that so like, of course he didn't know that he's just, rachel's only known him for like 20 minutes. I don't know why Ross felt the need to say, oh, this is awkward. Why can't he have just been like, well, so, like, tell me about, like, yeah. you know, hi, how you doing? Have you or seen plays before? Like, how long have you and Rachel known each other? Like, just yeah. stupid small talk. How rough is it that you don't just, you can't get your phone out and ignore a person? <laughs> well, I don't know, Michael. Is that your style? That's definitely my style. I pretend that I'm, I've got an urgent phone call or, you know, I've just got some very distressing news and then I'm like, oh, kind of furrow my brow and just be like God. i talk to people yeah well, good for you it's um, not that hard it's not so scary they go to find their seats they find something that we can relate to actually there's an elderly couple sitting in their seats yes we can relate <laughs> to that literally just been to a show and there was an elderly couple sitting in our seats yep and the whole row was empty except for those two seats that we were supposed to be in so I took my cue from Ben Stiller and just yelled at them at the top of my voice. It was very embarrassing. Well, for them. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, so they're like, oh, sorry. Uh, you know, and they go to move. You know, it's all very civil. And <laughs> Ben Stiller's just like freaks out and starts like, you idiots. Did you see all these even numbers or anyone that's some sort of clue? It was very good. Yeah, and everyone's kind of shell-shocked. Like, what the fuck? Why are you yelling? <laughs> and so they get up and move and then like... Ross is just kind of standing there dumbfounded and then Ben Stiller is like, oh, do you want the house? He's like, oh, whatever you want, whatever you want. And yeah. he just snaps back into normal and acts like nothing's happened. Very good. It was good. We then don't see any of the play and we cut straight to the after party taking place on stage, which you thought was a bit weird. Yeah. Because there's random people, like audience members on the set. What if somebody touched something? Was they break something? It's friends and family. It's a very minimal set. It doesn't matter. It was somebody trips and falls and hurts himself, and then they'll sue the... Like, it just... Ah, you know, this is New what York. What if somebody Everyone... gets too drunk and throws up on the, the couch? Clearly, people don't take theater that seriously in New York. <laughs> Ooh. Joey introduces Kate to all of her, his friends, and she's like, oh, it's nice to meet you, but then the director comes in and puts a big kiss on her face, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, that's the girl you like, huh? Um, Ross confides in chandler about ben stiller being a bit aggressive and chandler's just sort of dismisses it like oh well of course you're not gonna like rachel's boyfriend right doesn't seem like he believes him does seem a little far-fetched uh-huh. yeah because he's so nice mm-hmm. we then get 
just like a, a little couple of minutes where everyone's kind of mingling and different combinations of people meet. It's a little strange. You have like Ross's date talking to Monica and Pete about how they met. You have like mm. Lauren, the understudy, talking to Rachel and Phoebe about how Joey like Phoebe's slept with there. her. All right, good point. Um, <laughs> to Rachel and a couple of other people about how like Joey slept with her and never called her again. Mm-hmm. Like it's all it's still just a wee bit weird. It almost feels like filler. Um, we do have Pete Becker. Uh, now that him and Monica are officially an item, would would you Pete Becker? No. 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 Why? He's a, even if he's a billionaire. No. Why not? Because you got yes, old Pete. I just no. think he's nice, but on looks alone, no. Ah, oh, so you would friend zone him the way Monica did for to begin with. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, I, no, I probably would just say I'm not interested, but thank you. Like. That, well, we know that Pete would not take that for an answer. He would just pursue you for months and then kiss you and then. Look, if he if he wants to give me two million dollars, fine. <laughs> Okay, so you 20, can be 20,000's a little less. Okay. Would you Ben Stiller in this episode? No. No? Young no. Ben Stiller? All right. No. Fine. Okay. All right. Um, we then get an appearance from a favorite of ours, Estelle, Joey's oh, agent. yeah. She just shows up. Literally out of nowhere. Would, would your agent come to your show on opening night? Your agent? Yeah. Eh, probably, probably not. Probably not, right? No, probably not. They're, I just, mean, they're really more in charge of getting you the, the yeah. gigs and like working for you. She don't you. care. She just wants she wants to get her ten percent or whatever. But she shows up. Um, she seems a little taken by Monica and Rachel. It's like, oh, with your face and your chest, I could really put something together. Do we know whose face and whose chest she was talking about? Yeah, she was tra- talking about Monica's face and Rachel's chest because Rachel's wearing like a low cut tank top. Mm-hmm. Is that the way around you would want it? No. Well, not, both of them are so flat. Are they? Yeah. Right. I mean, they're proportioned to their body because they're both very thin also. We need some curves represented on this show. Can I say that? Phoebe's got a wee bit of curves on her. Yeah, but like, we need some diversity and some curves. <laughs> well, we need some diversity. There's certainly no arguments there. Ross can't seem to enjoy the party too much. He seems just a wee bit distracted by Ben Stiller's movements. He's like... He's basically trying to catch him out. That's how he spends the rest of the episode, trying to convince people that he's bad news. So, like, he's sort of spying on him, and the date his date comes over, and she's like, uh, hi, hi. And he's like, oh, someone just cut him in line for the bathroom. I think he's going to scream at any minute. And she's just like, I'm going to go because I don't want to spend my night looking to see if Ben Stiller screams. Which I guess is fair enough. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> he, like, needs to be right so badly. He was just waiting for him to blow up in any moment. I felt bad for that girl almost. First of all, she agreed to a date with Ross. Oh, and come I wonder on, how man. much he, he paid her. But Whoa. What? Do you think it's a jealousy thing? Do you think Ross doesn't want him to be with Rachel? No. No, I, I don't think. he's just think, protective of her? I think maybe deep down, like subconsciously. But I no, I don't think he's protective of her. I just think... He wants to let everyone... He wants the news to tell everyone and be right about something. Like, Mm. I I think it's just his ego. Yeah. The reviews are in. The director arrives with the newspaper. Yeah, so so in my opinion, that would be when the newspapers come out the next day. So would that be like 5 a.m.? They're still there partying? I think that's kind of... Maybe it's not a thing, but I always... I thought that was sort of a, a Broadway tradition. Like... 
at the opening night, the cast party, they would stay up all night and they would wait for the reviews to come in. Maybe, but if I was in a leading role in a play, I would not read the reviews until after because mm. I would not want that to affect how I do or yeah. how I feel about something. You'd have to be very, very confident yes. that you would do well. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're just like a little little theater, mm-hmm. little one, one set theater. Mm-hmm. Nothing too elaborate. Like it's a, like a black box. It's a small, intimate all right. theater. Spare me your no, I'm, technical it's just a, mumbo-jumbo. It's just an intimate theater. Yeah. So the reviews are in. They are not great. No. No, they're not. They say, like, oh, I wish I'd written it down, but Joey is um, uneven, I believe they write. And not the worst not the thing. worst thing and he's like yeah i'm not the worst um they then go on to kate kate gets a bit of a slamming she's hers is bad yeah really bad it's pretty vi- like i write reviews and i suppose it's easier like there's a bit more distance when you're reviewing things on the movie screen because i don't know you're not like there eyeball to eyeball with the person mm-hmm. there's a certain bit of, of, of distance but like to be to sit there and just like really kick someone anyway pretty vicious yeah um the director gets a bad review also. yeah the director kind of skips forward he's very insensitive about kate's bad reviews just like blah, blah, blah. and then he's like the director and i don't think we even really hear what he, he says he, just, he starts to read it and then he stops and then yeah. he sort of throws a strop and kicks everybody out mm-hmm. but you would think as the director you would consider any negative things about the play to be a reflection on you like you would be annoyed that your actors like they kicked your actors in. yeah and i imagine that if you're consistently getting these reviews or even just one it might be enough to change some things the director could say hey tomorrow this is the new blocking this is your new motivation like they could do that i mean if your play's only got two actors in it which i think we've been like we haven't seen any more actors in this play we think it's like a two-piece so if it's just two people and your two actors have both got a bad review, I don't think they're going to go, but the rest of the play is great. And yeah, the director right. is amazing. <laughs> like, I think now, he should have seen the writing on the wall based on, like, the openings. Now, how come she has an understudy, but he doesn't, if it's just those two? Maybe he does. Hmm. We don't know. Okay. Would a small play like that bother with understudies? If you're on they're so different. Broadway, probably. They're so different. They're so different. They're... They look nothing alike. <laughs> well, that doesn't really matter, though. Mm. Uh, Sometimes. Anyway. Okay. Um, so, yeah, bad reviews. You'd think he would read it ahead of time before he, like, read it to a room full of people. Like, he had to go buy that paper and then walk into the theater. You'd think he would, like, skim forward. He would read it first and then be like, yeah, I'm just not going to read this in front in of everyone. In real life, maybe, yes. Yeah. But this is a television I program. Yes, fine. But again, the, the guy who plays the director does quite a good job of throwing a hissy fit. Yeah. We cut back to the apartments. Phoebe is still on hold. She missed the bloody play. Right. And then Monica and Rachel are like, oh, you missed the bloody play. And then they go to go to bed. And they walk into their bedrooms at the same time. And then they both walk out of their bedrooms again and, like, kind of share a quizzical look between one another. And Phoebe's like, oh, yeah, I moved your, I put your furniture in her room and your furniture in her room. And the girls are just sort of like, eh, and just switch and go into each other's rooms because they're too tired to do anything else about it. Is it that she just really was bored and trying to do something I, while she's waiting? I guess, yeah. I think she's knitting or doing crochet or something when they first come in. But the thing is... 
I thought it was only one day, so she had like 24 hours, and she remains on the phone, and we're thinking that maybe like five or six in the morning at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the principle of it, because she got on the phone the day before, you know, who knows? She's the next caller. Right, she's the next caller. It would be kind of funny if they had her like at the beginning of the episode, like beginning to knit something, and like with each scene that we see her in, just have like longer and like this huge... Yeah, like, that would have been like a good. small little blanket that's just teeny tiny, and then like a hu- it gets bigger and bigger, and it's like over the whole entire couch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like a telephone manufacturing company wouldn't have a 24 hour like assistance line. No. I think they would probably keep pretty pretty standard hours to call because this isn't like the phone company. This is like the phone makers, right? Yeah, they wouldn't. Stupid. Joey is still in the theater. He consoles Kate. She's like feeling really down. She's like, I'm just going to quit acting and become a reviewer or something like that. They they share a little moment and then the director kind of bursts in through the front door of the set and he's drunk and he's like, blah, blah, blah. And then he leaves and then Kate's like, he broke up with me. And he's like, ugh, what a class act that guy is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, Joey's like, I'll walk you home. We'll stop and burn all the newspapers on the way home. She had said that she gave up a, a job in a soap opera. Mm, that's right. To take that role. It's true. So he walks her home. She kisses him. Joey's all confused. He's like, well, you like me one minute and then you don't like me. You like me. You don't like me. Like, what's going on? And she's like, no, no, no. I do. I do. I do. And then, like, she's like, I'm, I'm into you. And then she passes out. Yeah, I... I was actually kind of proud of Joey at this moment. Because she passes out? No. <laughs> she passes and he doesn't take out. advantage of her? No, no, not anything like that. That he actually spoke his mind and was like, I don't get what you want. You're doing this, then you're doing that, then you're this, and then you're like jerking me around in my feelings and my heart, and it's crap. So I'm glad that he stood up for himself. It's the most grown up we've seen him be. Totally. Yeah, and then she like just is out for the count on the couch he covers her up with a blanket Mm -hmm. puts a little puke bag next to her Mm -hmm. and doesn't kiss her on like i thought he'd give her like a wee peck on the forehead or something but he doesn't even do that no good for him Mm -hmm. uh we then cut to the next morning phoebe is still on hold joey comes in he's got a bit of a stubble on his face he's kind of all happy again monica's like oh hi what's going on and he's like oh she passed out and then she woke up and then we spent the whole night talking and he built a connection with her. Right, and what did Monica say? Something like, you had that... You had the night. You had the night. Where you just, like, stay up and talk and you... Like, you realize you, your feelings for each other and yeah. you just talk and learn about one another. It's a big moment. It's a big yeah. deal for Joey. We then cut to the coffee shop. Um, in a f- weird little throwaway thing that goes nowhere, Chandler, like, Gunther brings a drink over to Chandler and he's like, oh, that's from the lady at the bar. She wants you to have that drink. And he sort of turns around and he's like, yeah, all right, thanks. And then immediately Gunther comes back and goes, oh, sorry, she thought you were someone else and snatches it away. They needed something for Chandler to do this episode. I guess. And it's more just like unlucky in love, Chandler. You just can't catch a break with the ladies. No. Ross. If some guy had a chicken and a duck. I, right? Like, he's not playing that card enough. Right? He could bring that little chick with a, put a bow tie on him and bring him to the Central Park. Yeah, he could. Dude, I would be all over just him. Just keep it in a wee box and mm-hmm. just be like, oh, I couldn't leave her alone. She, she's scared without me. Yeah. <laughs> Little Jasmine. Yasmine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ross tries to warn Rachel about Ben Stiller being 
a screamer. She's like, oh, I know he's a screamer. <laughs> she does not say that. All right. Uh, he does a pretty bad job of explaining it. He's just like, yeah. I don't think you should be with them. It's like one of those classic like TV film things where it's like, just say actually what happened. Right. But instead he's sort of like, I just think he's bad news. I don't think he's right for you. It's just like, well, you're just coming across as a jealous idiot. Whereas mm-hmm. if you were actually like, he screamed like at the top of his voice for these people sitting in his seats. So that would be like, oh, really? That's fucked up. Maybe I'll talk to him about it Maybe or something. they wouldn't believe him even then. So then he, Ross goes to leave. He's got like a takeout order. He goes to leave and he almost bumps into Tommy. His name's Tommy. I wrote his name down. Oh, Tommy. there it is. Tommy. Oh, almost bumps into him and Tommy's just like, you almost hit me without coffee, you idiot. And then we get a fun little bit where he's outside the window and like you can't hear it, but he's like, yeah. Like before he cuts away, he's like, you with your stupid cowlick thing. And like, which is pretty good. And then you just sort of see him just thinking, and Ross is like kind of knocking on the window, trying to get people's attention so they could see that there he's yelling <laughs> and they're inside and they're just talking about like, I don't know, what's your favorite thing about summer or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> and they're all like, Monica is weirdly cozying up to Chandler on the couch. Yeah. Fuck. Like, imagine if Pete Becker had seen that. I mean, they're just friends, but... I'd be like, what the fuck? But anyway, yeah, they're having, like, this nice scene about, oh, yeah, summer, it's the beaches, and, like, you just see in the background, like, (laughs) Tommy waving his arms around all mad. And then he comes inside, and, like, Ross is, like, looking a bit blown away, and then Tommy just comes in, and he's sort of like, oh, my favorite thing? Freshly cut grass. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, God, that's, that's a good, good one. Yeah, yeah, good one, Tommy. <laughs> that was a good scene. <laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah. I did a great job describing it, you too. You did so well. <laughs> I paint a picture with my words. Mm-hmm. Joey, it's night two, we can assume, or the next night for his performance. He's running late. He rushes to the theater. I mean, we're talking... <laughs> like, they're holding the curtain. They are on. holding the curtain. He comes in on his, in his street clothes. He's not even he's not even ready for the stage. He doesn't even have his costume on. And he... They literally held the curtain. Freaking what's-her-face is out on stage already. Lauren. Lauren, the understudy. Yeah. Now, why is it Lauren and not Kate? Well, that's it. Joey doesn't know. He walks in and he's like, what the fuck? And she's like... Where have you been, Vic? I've missed you. And, like, they go to embrace, and then he's sort of like, where's Kate? Does this happen between actors on stage? Do they, like, whisper things to the, like, in between their lines while they're hugging? No, doesn't happen. Unless there was something seriously interesting that needed to be said in that moment. Urgent, more. But anyway, Lauren relays, oh, she's moving to L.A. She's taking that job at General Hospital. Oh, no. Yep, she took the job. I guess they held the part for her. Yeah, so that's where we're at there. Um, We're in Monica and Rachel's apartment. Everyone's hanging out. Tommy's there too. Tommy needs to use the phone, but Phoebe's still on hold Mm -hmm. over 24 hours later. So Chandler's like, oh, you can just use our phone across the hall. So he goes across, he sees the chick, and he's like, oh, hi, little chick, 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 chick. And he picks it up, and the chick takes a shit on his hands. And then he starts yelling at the chick. He's screaming at her. <laughs> you idiot! It's so awful. I feel so bad. Like, do you think it, it gets scared? No. I was so concerned about I it. Don't think and so. then the duck waddles in. And he's just like, "What are you duck? What are you doing here, stupid duck?" Like he just <laughs> he just yells at them, and it, it was awful. I don't think they care. They like care. if it was a dog, like you know, dogs like kind of respond to your tone. But I don't think a chick or a duck give a shit. You know what? 
I think they do. And uh-huh. I might be the voice for them. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, so he's going off, and it's going on and on and on. And then you just see the Friends gang standing yeah. in the doorway, staring at him, doing this. Yeah. So we think they just heard him through the two doors, or Ross was like, quick, everyone, I bet if we go across, he's probably yelling. No, at I think they, they either heard him, or someone was like, oh, I have to grab this. Do you want to, like, just, right. do you want to get this with me? And then they're like, what? And then other people just came mm-hmm. to the door. And so he's just like, oh, I guess we're not dating anymore. Damn it! And he just sort of walks away. Gone forever. You had a good run, Ben Stiller. Good run. Off to Mary now. But we may, we may see his real life wife on screen in just a couple of episodes time. All right, so I don't like when you do that because it gives things away. What's the big deal? And I don't know who his off screen wife is. Oh, well, she's coming up and when she comes on, see if you can spot her. Okay. (laughs) All right um kate comes by to the play to say goodbye to joey he's like oh come on stay and she just she's pretty brutal she's just sort of like you're not a good enough reason for me to stay mm-hmm. and just like oof it's a bit harsh yeah but it mean, was a showmance come on yeah well you don't think there was something deeper they don't think they had a deeper connection i think joey thought they did mm. yeah so she's just like i can't stay because of you bye and like he wants to say a proper goodbye but he has to go back on because he's got a queue. So he goes on and he's giving like a goodbye to Lauren on stage. But he kind of like pivots her around. And so like the goodbye is to to her. Yeah, it's a Kate who's standing next to the audience mm-hmm. on the side there. Mm-hmm. And then so we get this heartfelt goodbye. And then we get the big finale of this play. It's a play twist. There's a bloody spaceship. Yeah, Lauren's like, <laughs> now you go into space and I'll miss you or something. And all of a sudden this freaking lighting up little ladder <laughs> flies down and he just crawls up it and they take him away. Yeah. It's like, well, no wonder this got such bad reviews. What the <laughs> fuck is this? I think it's, gr- I think it's actually a really funny like little payoff to it. Because it's just like, every we haven't seen much of the play, but everything has been about just this sort of gritty family drama about like these two kids that are struggling to make it mm-hmm. and then at the end you just get this i need to go to pl- the andromeda galaxy and mine for fossil fuels or something <laughs> it's great and he gets a really good goodbye it's like when i come back in 200 years tell your great great granddaughter to look for me because i'm gonna want to meet her it's like yeah yep creepy as fuck i loved it that was such a good feel because i think when i saw this for the first time i think i probably like saw the episodes out of order and when i saw this scene i was like was there a sci-fi element in all the rehearsals? Did we know this? But no, nope. it's just a just a complete curveball. It's really great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ah, uh, good stuff. And yeah, it ends with him being raised up into the rafters mm-hmm. on this Christmas tree ladder. <laughs> it's pretty great. And yeah. Kate's gone, and you know he's he said his heartfelt goodbye. Yep. And it ends with Phoebe still on hold, and she's just like, "Well, good thing it's an eight oh one number." And they're like, oh, well, 800 is the toll-free number. 801, you have to pay for it. And she's just sort of like, oh, shit. And then everyone's like, hang up the phone. And she does. And then hanging up, she breaks it. And she's like, but don't worry. Here's the number you can call. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, God. Huh. So that must have cost a lot. That was like two days worth of her being on the phone. <laughs> yeah, right? She's going to have to pay them back. But at the same time, her warranty is expired at that point. 
Yeah, I guess. No, I don't no. really know. I don't. I wasn't paying attention to those details. Oh, see? That's why you have me here. I guess. She said 24 hours. It had been more than 24 hours, so the warranty's passed. So, well. All right. I don't know. Shit. And uh, that's that. That was the one with the screamer. You like that one? Mm-hmm. Good. Did you? I did. Good. I thought, yeah, I, th- I thought that was um, up there as one of the best of the season, actually. Mm. thought that was good. Okay. We've got two episodes left in the season. The next one that we have to look forward to is called The One with Ross's Thing. Thing? Thing. Thing. Yes. Okay. Now, what's fun about this one, I don't really remember too much about it, but I did run a poll on our Twitter account this week, at FriendsPod, uh-huh. asking people for what they thought was their favorite episode of season three, because we're getting to the end of it. So I wanted to do that. Um, I gave three options. The one where no one's ready. The one with the football. The one where no one's ready is in season three? Yeah. That was like the second episode. Oh my we, god. It was this our episode is, with this Hannah. This taken a long yeah. time this season. The one where no one's ready. The one with the football. Mm-hmm. And the one the morning after. Which was the episode like where Ross and Rachel break up and we had all of our friends here watching it. Yes. Um, and then I did a fourth option of other and then let people comment on it. The one where no one's ready won the poll with 44% of the vote. Everything else was like tied on 19, 18%. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of the other episodes, we had like three or four people suggest the one with Ross's thing. Oh, so, wow. Okay. So like that was, no one else really suggested, oh, well, some people put in the one where Chandler can't remember which sister. But yeah, a lot of people came up with the one with Ross's thing. So I guess, I yeah, I'm looking forward to it too because I don't really remember all too well myself. I don't either at all. Not well, not even slightly. Well, there you go. So that's <laughs> one to look forward to. Uh, and then, yeah. Two more episodes to go in the season, and then seven podcasts in seven days as we Woo! kick off season four. Oh boy, can't wait! We'll do our little retrospective at the end of season three, and then we'll we'll power through. Yeah, good stuff. Well, until then, thank you all very much for listening. This has been the Friends to the End podcast with Elizabeth and Michael. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Friends Pod. Join in the fun and games. Just drop by and say hi we run polls we talk about episodes all that fun stuff uh you can check out our website which is friends till the end uh which has all of our old episodes on it as well as our cool artwork and logos by arthur hamer all of our episodes are also available on itunes uh podomatic and anywhere else that you get podcasts basically we're, we're everywhere um, coming up in a couple of weeks as well, we'll have new information. We're joining a podcast network, Elizabeth, which I'm sure means nothing to you, but uh, I'm excited about it, and we'll have more information about that in upcoming episodes as well. So listen out for that. And as always, tell a friend. If you like the show, if you like what we do, uh, word of mouth is a great way of getting the word out there. Until next time, what's what's something you can say at the end of a play? Shall we just bow respectfully? And scene. And scene. All right, bye everyone. Bye.